Uh, let's get to Brandon Judd right now. He's a very busy guy. He's just on TV, so I hope the makeup is still on so it works for you on radio. Hey, Brandon, what's <laughs> happening, man? <laughs> hey, the makeup is still on, but I, but I want to know how you really feel about Zuckerberg. Tell me. Zuckerberg. He, he just sucks. He's awful. I, you know, it's, but here's the thing. Nobody should be surprised. You know what? I, I, to me, it's a private company. If he wants to do that, he should have the right to do that. He's not the government. And, you know, everybody should just realize that and can go use something else. No? Agreed. Agreed. I go. just wish there was another platform that people could go to to put I him out know. of business. I know. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Um, so let's talk about the business at hand. This, uh, this whole idea about catch and release. Catch and release. Uh, Trump signs a memo to end it, but I was thinking right away, I'm like, this sounds good, but where are they going to go? Because in this omnibus, it said we're going to cut down the number of detention beds, and you guys needed more to begin with. So is this just uh, lip service or what? Yeah, unfortunately, look, I, you know darn good and well that I am, I am one of the biggest Trump supporters that's out there, but all you have to do is go back to February 20th of 2017 and look at the memo that, that DHS Secretary John Kelly signed and in the second paragraph, it says such policies collectively referred to as catch and release shall end. So they've already put out that memo that catch and release will end, um, but catch and release didn't end, which is why we've now seen this huge increase in the number of illegal border crossers in February and March. Um, so I'm not – I look, the, the, the problem is, is you have career employees in the federal government. These career employees were against President Trump. They're waiting him out. They're hoping that he's not going to win re-election in 2020. They're not going to implement his policies. And until he drains the swamp, and that's not just in Congress, that's in these agencies, until he drains the swamp in these agencies, they're not going to implement his policies. They're going to continue to push back. So even though the president says, this is what I want, there are some people that are at Homeland Security or at, or at uh, uh, Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, and they're like, I'm just not going to do what he wants me to do, and they get to keep their job? That's just how it goes? Well, so, so he's, he's expecting, that's why he gets to appoint um, political appointees to head these agencies, and he's expecting these political appointees to come in and make sure that the career employees do, in fact, fall in line. But when you appoint political appointees that, that also are against you, but you take the advice of people like Chief of Staff Kelly, um, and you appoint people that didn't want President Trump to win election in the first place, well, they're not going to follow through on what the president wants them to do. I mean, look at, look at our number two at CBP. In March of 2016, right after... The National Border Patrol Council, on behalf of all Border Patrol agents, endorsed President Trump. The number two at CBP sent out a tweet on his personal Twitter account, um, and his, um, his profile picture was, was of him in uniform. He sent out the tweet, and he compared um, Donald Trump to Dennis the Menace. He was trying to use his influence to get Border Patrol agents to push back on the endorsement that, that we gave him in hopes that he wasn't going to win re-election. And he's still number two at CBP. That's a problem. That is a That's big problem. That is a... So, I guess, you know, how hard is it to fire these federal workers? Is it just, like, next to impossible because of all of uh, labor rules and stuff like that? It, it is impossible to hire... Uh, to, it, it's, very, it's very difficult to, to fire um, career um, managers that are, that are as high up as they are. But what you can do 
is you can transfer them. So you can take, uh, so let's just, in, in Tucson, the, the deputy chief and the chief of the Border Patrol in Tucson, they're what we call SES. Um, um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grade in the federal government, special executive salary or service, special executive service. And what you can do is you can transfer these individuals. So if you've got a podunk place in, say, um, Fargo, North Dakota, um, where all they do is, is count paper clips, um, and you've got this career employee who's not falling in line with your vision, you can transfer that person to those locations. And I'm not saying that Fargo, North Dakota is a podunk place. Please, please, I don't want people from Fargo to say, oh, you're, you're making fun of Fargo. I'm just saying that the operations there wouldn't be that great. As a New Yorker, um, I'll tell you, it's a, as, a New Yorker, as a New Yorker, I'll tell you, it's a podunk place. <laughs> um, but everything but, is. <laughs> but you can transfer these. Yes. You can transfer these individuals. You can send a clear message. Um, you know, these people that are in Washington D.C. at headquarters, they don't want to leave Washington D.C. They've got these cush plush jobs. They don't want to leave. So all you do is you look at them and you say, you know what? You're not doing what I what I need you to do. You're not following in, follow falling in line with the vision that I have. I'm transferring you out to um, Del Rio, Texas, um, you know, and that sends the clear message, but we haven't transferred anybody. Nobody um, has been transferred. And so the leadership, they're not following through on these memos that are being submitted. They're not following through on ending the catch and release. I mean, look, I don't know if you saw the Washington Times, but let's talk about McAllen, Texas. It's one of our largest border patrol stations in the entire United States. The other one is Nogales, just so that everybody knows. Um, but on any given day, 400 agents show up to work. Um, of those 400 agents, only 50 of them are deployed to patrol the border. 350 of them are doing death jobs. Why is that? <laughs> because you have these people that they have to, it's called kingdom building in the federal government, all this bureaucracy, everybody hears about, you've got this bureaucracy, it's why everything takes so long. So what happens is, is in order to justify your salaries, or in order to justify your positions, you have to have complexity of operation. And to show complexity of operation, you have to manage a bunch of different departments. So what they do is they create all of these different departments, they build their kingdom, which then allows them to justify their their exorbitant oh salary um, and their positions. And so, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, again, your listeners, we have to have support staff. We have to have some people behind the desk. But fifty agents, you hired them to be border patrol agents. Four hundred show up to work, and only fifty are deployed to patrol the border. Three hundred and fifty aren't. Patrolling the border, and so so like the homeland security secretary, who's above everybody there, can't just say pick up the phone and say do your job and deploy people. Can't do that. Absolutely, she can. Kirsten Nielsen, Secretary Nielsen, absolutely could do it, but there would have to be bite behind her bark. If she picks up the phone and says, "Hey, you will start deploying people properly," um, and they don't, if she doesn't take action, well, what was the point? Uh, again. If you if you don't actually follow through and hold your people accountable, they they're just not going to do it. And so, yeah, Secretary Nielsen could pick up the phone 
and, and call, call down to the Border Patrol sectors and say, you will start deploying your resources properly. And if they don't deploy their resources properly, you transfer them. Man, I wish that would happen. Brandon Judd is who you're listening to. He's on KNST AM790, president of the National Border Patrol Council. I'm running out of time, but I just want to ask you real quick also about Jeff Sessions. The, uh, the, it's all, it was like memo, memo gate everywhere. Jeff Sessions issuing the, uh, the directive that everybody is prosecuted, even if it's their first time crossing the border. Do you think that will actually, actually happen? Will that be followed? Will that make a difference? No. No. Man, you're really screwing up my Monday. The reason is we just flat out don't have the resources or the, uh, the U.S. attorneys to prosecute. If you look at the, the, the amount of drugs that were coming across the, the border in Tucson um, when I was there patrolling the border, if you look at the, the number of drugs that were coming across, we had a threshold where you could not prosecute anybody unless they were carrying 500 pounds of marijuana. If they were carrying 499 pounds of marijuana, we couldn't prosecute them. And the reason why we couldn't prosecute them is we just didn't have the U.S. attorneys. Um, we just didn't have enough U.S. attorneys that could handle all of the different loads. And so if you look at the numbers of people crossing the border, we just can't prosecute every one of them because we don't have the attorneys to do it. So basically, um, what we need is the wall. Yes. That's what it comes down to. We do. We do. Yeah. We have to have the wall. But the only way we can get the wall is if people like John McCain and Senator Flake are going to get behind the president and, and actually push for the wall. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. You know, it was a good Monday until you started bringing us back to reality. <laughs> it, was, it was a good Monday. You basically rain on all the. So is Trump just trying to score political points here in Sessions as well, trying to, like, appease no, us? No, for... no, I think I think that they absolutely intend to follow through yeah. with the plans. I think that they... But, but again, you have these co- career employees that don't like him, didn't want him to win in the first place. They're trying to sabotage it. Everything in their power to thwart him. So it's deep state. Yes, it is. Period. Real quick, uh, not to throw one at you, but I've just received messages from Kelly Ward herself. And she wants to know why you're not supporting her. Send you a message. I swear, right now. I I will. Yes, I swear. Ryan, look at that. Look at that. Look at it right there, Ryan. Where, He's making me look. I'm, make, I'm making him look. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's right. It's literally right there <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter. She just hit me up. I swear, it's right here. Brandon should be supporting me, not flip flop border hawk Martha in this election. I said I'll bust his chops. We we will. We have not made a determination okay. on who we're supporting. Um, we're still looking at, at, at all of that. Um, we, we want to support the person that is going to win. I mean, if you look at the state of Arizona, um, and this was the first presidential election that I know of, that we were a pink state. Um, you know, we, we have to keep the momentum going in Arizona. We have to get Arizona back to being a red state. Um, you lose Arizona and you're in trouble. I gotcha. Listen, man, thank you for the short notice this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for wearing makeup. Thank you for dealing with my hey, ambush question. Hey. Yeah, what? But, you know that I'll come on your show anytime you guys ask. You know that that's it's still new to us because most people run from us, like McCain and Flake and <laughs> and others here. And they they just literally run. They want Martha, Martha McSilent. She never wants to do anything. She actually people. She had a town hall at Saddlebrook up here in uh, in uh, Great North, just north of Tucson, giant retirement area. And um and and somebody first question somebody asked her. This is last Thursday, I think, or Wednesday. They said, "Why won't you go on Garrett's show?" And she was just very, she was very angry. She was very angry. You know, and that's funny because I, I, I want to go on shows that are going to challenge me. I want to go on CNN You're a good on dude. MSNBC. In fact, I was just on CNN and MSNBC yesterday. Um, 
you know, I want to go on those shows because people need to hear the other side. They have to. Yep. Um, you know, you can't, you can't get the independent voters unless you're going to be willing to go on CNN, MSNBC, or on the shows that don't specifically go after the issues that you want. But if you can explain the issues, look, I, I was on with Carol Costello. At the end of the interview, she said, and I quote, I might change my mind about the National Guard on the border. There you go. You have to be willing to go on there and explain your position. Well, tell Martha that, because, you know, I, that's the thing. You, I put myself out there all the time. I could get owned on certain things. It, it happens. It's okay. It's an exchange of ideas. She's just... She's, exactly. She's just getting married by... She's, she's getting... <laughs> not married. She's getting uh, managed by McCain's people, so... Uh, listen, dude, I, oh, I really appreciate the fact that you, you, you can uh, come out of this uh, little rinky-dink operation whenever you get a chance, whenever we ask, and I, I really do appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Hey, I, thank you. I hate to me. say that you add, you know, credibility. Because we have none, but we need some. We we enjoy having you on. <laughs> no, if you're looking, if you're looking to me for credibility, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brandon Judd. Thank you, man. Have a great have a great week, dude. Uh, all right, thanks. See Bye-bye. you, man. Seven fifty four. It's KNST.